This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 56 with Pat Hyben. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today with a very inspirational guest. As a listener of the show, you know my philosophy of creating multiple income streams and creating multiple income streams across asset classes will not only provide the financial freedom that you're after, but will also be the only security that you will have in the new economy and information age. My guest today has 57 streams of income that he refers to as horizontal income streams, and he's truly a cash flow ninja, Pat Hyben. After obtaining his real estate license in late 1987, Pat sold 10 homes in his first year, making $13,700 in commissions. His third year in business, Pat took the Floyd Wickman Sweathog course, and he learned that being a listing agent was the way to go. At this point in his career, he left his position at Grempler Realty and started at Long and Foster Realty. After making the switch and prospecting regularly, calling up and down the streets looking for future sellers, Pat was able to triple his income. The sky was the limit from there. After switching to Remax in year five of his career, Pat spent 15 years working for them. In 2004, Pat became the number one Remax real estate agent in the world. In 2005, he left Remax to open the Pat Hyben Real Estate Group, which was an independent company until 2006 when he joined Keller Williams. In that same year, Pat earned the award for the number one real estate agent in the world with Keller Williams. In 2010, he sold his team and business to his longtime partner, Mike Sloan, and went on a book tour to promote his book, Six Steps to Seven Figures a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With the help and an introduction written personally by Gary Keller, the book went on to sell over 20,000 copies and hit number six on the New York Times bestseller list. In 2014, Pat launched his podcast, Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars, which has had over 1 million unique downloads. He currently owns and operates Rebus University, an online training platform for salespeople and entrepreneurs. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. And let me know your thoughts on Twitter at MCLobsher or by email info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja, one word, all capitalized, to 44. Two two two. That's two fours and three twos. As some of my listeners may know, I live in Newtown, Pennsylvania, a town that is about 45 minutes away from Philadelphia, the birthplace of the United States, the home of the cheesesteak, the Rocky Steps, and also the hometown of the beloved founding father, 
Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin believed an investment in knowledge pays the best interest and early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. The Cashflow Ninja have aligned itself with partners that aims to empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Our healthy partner on it provides supplements, nutrient-dense and earth-grown foods, and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well-being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a 10% discount with coupon code GETONIT at CashflowNinjaHealth.com. Our wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middleman. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as $1,000 and do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at CashflowNinjaWealth.com. Our wise partner, Audible, offers a free audiobook download of any book when you try Audible for 30 days. You can download your free audiobook download at CashflowNinjaBook.com. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to the Cashflow Ninja Podcast with your host, MC Lobsher. You must be prepared to ignite. Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks, MC. Good to be here. You know, thank you so much for doing this interview. The storm and, and hurricane has left Pat without any power and electricity, and he's actually doing this from his car. So I really appreciate your commitment and coming on the show. It's it's fantastic. Now, Pat, can you share a little bit about your background and your journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I'm 51 years old, and I think I started as an entrepreneur probably when I was about 20 is when I kind of got the bug. It's my last paying job of time for money, uh, like an hourly wage, um, uh, was at about 20 years old, 21 years old. A little bit after college, I did some substitute teaching, um, but that was it. And then uh, from there, I w uh, became a real estate agent, started making commissions. From there, I started investing in properties. Um, from there, I started investing in bigger properties. From there, I started investing in uh, small companies. Um, and uh, currently, I have 57 lines of horizontal income, what I call them, which are um, instead of growing money uh, vertically, you know, like uh, with a job where you make a 5% or a 3% raise vertically every year, um, horizontal is one thing at a time paying you sideways. So I have 57 items that pay me sideways, not every single month. Uh, some are consistent like rental properties every month and some are companies that maybe not pay me at all or maybe pay me every two years. But um, they're all coming sideways without me trading time for money, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Fifty-seven. That <laughs> that that's very very inspirational. Now you've had a very successful career, obviously as as a real estate agent and also as a cash flow investor with these fifty-seven streams of income. When did you start to become an investor, and when was that first deal? Wow, um, you know it's funny. My first, my first real deal was, um, you know, I think I was like twenty three, and I bought a property that I moved into, and then I rented a room to a friend of mine, and then I rented out the basement. Basement had like a little apartment in it, and I rented that out to two girls. So, um, so that was the first real 
deal I did, I guess. And then from there, I did another one uh, right around the corner from that. And um, and and so that that was that. That that was how I got started. And then you invested in real estate and and grew obviously the your real estate investment portfolio. At what stage did you start to look into other investments and other streams? And what was the process like? Because obviously there's an education part of that before jumping into that. You know, it's funny because I think a lot of times, and this is kind of philosophical, but we don't actually take drastic changes um, until we're sick of, of, of the way we do it. Uh, let's take losing weight. You know, you know, most people aren't going to take massive action and lose a lot of weight until they're absolutely sick and tired of, of being overweight. Or same thing with, say, alcohol or drug abuse, right? They say you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and then you become sober or whatever the case may be. And I think that's kind of what happened with me. I was a real estate guy through and through, and, and that's what I knew and that's what I believed in. And so um, when the market crashed in 2007, I felt a lot of pain. You know, I felt... Um, we we had uh, my company had an 8,400 square foot uh, rental property that we were renting um, for a real estate company, and um, it, it was full. And uh, as we began to lay people off, I laid off 22 people in one year. As we began to lay people off, and uh, agents started the exodus um, because of the market, uh, we were only using about 1,500 square feet, and I was really sick about that uh the to fill up the space with other tenants we were getting about a 30 percent um rent on um what we could normally get meaning if i was renting for twenty dollars a square foot i was uh, and paying twenty dollars a square foot i was renting it for about seven or eight dollars a square foot to a subtenant and lo and behold a friend of mine that i'd known for a long time uh mark swagger uh was in the the payroll processing business and he said to me, you know, you're always bitching and complaining now about real estate, how you want to get out. You got to find something new. And, and you know, I didn't, I didn't do that to everybody. I only did it to my close friends and family. And um, he heard me venting and he said, you know, I've been wanting to go out on my own for a while. Um, I've been a salesman for 15 years. He was a top salesman at his company. And he said, I want to take my book and run. And um, I was like, okay. He says, the problem is I don't have any money. I was like, okay, well, uh, let me give you some money. So I gave him $200,000, and uh, he started his own company, and now um, he's in every state in the nation, and he uh, processes you know, hundreds of thousands of paychecks every month, and he, um, uh, his company has uh, gone gangbusters. And so I lucked out. Um, if you read The Alchemist, uh, it, it talks about beginner's luck. Um, and, and so I hit that beginner's luck with my investing in other things outside of real estate, which was your question. Since then, I've invested in 15 others. I haven't had as much beginner's luck uh, with those other 15, to be honest with you. Not that they suck, but um, um, uh, you know, some are average and some, some are good equity plays. But anyways, to answer your question, that's what happened. I got sick of real estate. And I said, let me do something else. He happened to be there. We went forward. We started this uh, payroll processing company called Infinity HR. Now, when you invest in additional income streams or you're considering opportunities or looking at investments, do you have a checklist or a criteria that you run it through quickly to analyze it? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, uh, you know, at first, obviously, I went with Mark because I knew Mark, and you know, he was like family to me. So. Um, I trusted him. I knew he was a hard worker. I knew, you know, he had what it took, so to speak. It was just an intuitive thing. Um, the um, so I was just investing in the people. I tried my hand at uh, the marijuana industry about two and a half years ago, and that wasn't investing in the people. That was investing in. Um, you know, the upswing, you know, is this going to take off? Are there going to be as many weed dispensaries someday as there are liquor stores or pharmacies today? Um, and um, I said, let me invest in this forward motion. Now, to be quite candid with you, of those four that I invested in two and a half years ago, um, one has already failed and uh, two are burnt, have burnt so much money that they're raising more money now. Um, so maybe I was too early on that. I don't know. Uh, or maybe the hype was too big on that. Or maybe I just got unlucky four times. Right. Um, I don't know, but I'm still trying to answer your question. So those I bet on the come, I kind of like a come bet and craps. I bet on what was coming down the road and I said, marijuana industry, let me put money in it. Um, so far it hasn't paid off financially, but I, I don't think that, we can really make judgments, can we, on what works um, and what doesn't until we're about 90 years old and we're sitting on the front porch of a mobile home looking back, giving advice to like a 10-year-old about, um, you know, the best deal I ever did or the smartest thing I ever did. I don't think you could say that at any time in your life until you're really, really old because I don't know, maybe one of these deals will turn around and then it'll pay me, you know, a million dollars a year cash flow. So it's not over till it's over, right? It's not over right. till they, they declare bankruptcy. So we'll see. And, I mean, there's so many variables, to use that example. There's a lot of variables involved with uh, investing in the trend because there's legislation that needs to be passed, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I look at some of the Bitcoin opportunities that's out there, too, and it, it, it it's – it's similar in a way that that's where the trend's going, but also do you get the timing right? Because there's such an educational piece that has to occur to the general public and the trust, right? <laughs> of this And the swing. trust too, yeah. 100% Bitcoin. Yeah, I looked into some Bitcoin. Of, uh, a guy I know real well did uh, started a Bitcoin company. And it, at, the, at the beginning, there was a lot of hype and a lot of um, excitement behind it. And, and now it's kind of... Um, I don't. I don't know um, if the excitement's gone, or, and this is what I think is happening with marijuana. Uh, to be honest with you, with the cash flow opportunities, is there's become so much ingenuity and so many new companies that compete with raising money. Um, when I two and a half years ago, a lot of these companies. We're out there saying our minimum investment is 250000 and now the same companies are saying minimum investment is twenty five grand. So that, that kind of tells me that, you know, um, you know, either the novelty is worn off, uh, things like Bitcoin and, and marijuana, or uh, the competition, there's so much competition as other, other ways to invest in it, or you know, what Shark Tank and the profit has done to America is it's created this 
belief structure that anybody can be an entrepreneur and anybody can make it and look how fun and easy it is. And you have all these people going out and, and raising money for all these different companies where 20 years ago, you know, that wasn't such the case. I, I, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, it, it definitely, I think with, with especially Bitcoin, there's an educational time lapse and it's like, okay, the technology's out there. Most of the people don't really know about it. Uh, you know, the, oh, Bitcoin. Oh, I've heard about it is, is some of the responses that I'm get, uh, getting. And then the trust factor, too, because <laughs> once people start to lose all trust in existing systems, then maybe they'll flock more towards something like this. But it's foreign. It's new. It's like the Internet back in 1994. I think, I mean, <laughs> how long did it take me to get my first email address? Um but as far as your point about the excitement about entrepreneurship, I think that there's a lot of stuff out there that people get this illusion of <laughs> selfies on boats saying, oh, this is great. I mean, it looks pretty easy. John did it. You know, meanwhile, they don't know that John or Tom or, or Harry, the, the hours of sweat and uh, just overall, what what happens behind the scenes? Because I mean, the work that goes into it—will it work? Will it not work? Do we have something here? The, you know, j just the whole process of a person getting to that—I don't think that's really captured um, and displayed in public on shows like the Shark Tank, for instance. Yeah, I love that. I love. I'm going to use that selfies on boats. That's uh, that says it all, right? <laughs> selfies on boats. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. Look at me. I'm on a boat with a selfie. It's like, yeah, it doesn't quite happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I had uh, Robert Kiyosaki on my podcast, and um, you know, I put on Facebook. I said, uh, "What questions do you want me to ask him?" And the majority of the questions were about his cash flow quadrant, and they had to do with how do I get from an E, an employee, to an S, self-employed, or how do I get from an S to a B, right? right? From a self-employed to a business owner, how to cross the lines, and uh, you know, his answer, which was kind of shocking, was, uh, "Don't," you know, he said. It, it takes a lot of work. It's like a drug addict, um, you know, weaning from heroin by himself, cold turkey in a bedroom by himself. It's uh, it, it. That's the sort of um, transformation, the sort of pain, the sort of changing from a cocoon to a butterfly. And you use that as an example. You see the butterfly, but you don't realize that when um, a caterpillar comes out of a cocoon it is extremely painful on their on their nerves like their pain centers they go through a lot of pain internally if you can visualize what it's like being a caterpillar uh before they before they're allowed to be a butterfly and so uh he said that's what it is and he said if you can't take that pain of that transformation that drug withdrawal that a drug addict would have to go through to go cold turkey by himself if you can't take that then stay an E, right? Stay at stay an S, which is fascinating advice. You know, Absolutely. fascinating. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I follow uh, Gary V a lot too, and he just mentioned something like that the other day too, where he said everybody wants to go out and be a Mark Zuckerberg. 
You know, he's got all these young guys, and this when he's on the road, that's all the questions that he gets. You know, they wanna they want the next Facebook, or they want to do that. He's like, but it, like to your point, that's not for everybody. He goes, what if you what if you could have been number three or four or five or six or the first fifteen or twenty people in Facebook that you're still part of a team, you still have that spirit of being part of something that that's growing that team. Um, but you're, you're not the one that you said that went through the pain and the self doubt and, you know, all the, the self doubt. Yeah. yeah exactly. The self doubt is huge. I mean, I, I know there were tons of people that started at Facebook that bailed, that didn't believe in it. You know, when they didn't have, when they didn't have investor money, when they didn't, you know, when they, when, when things were happening too slow, you know, I know myself, uh, me and five other guys bought some Facebook stock from an employee that left. So get this, there, there's, a, there's a, a way on the internet you, could, you can do this, a back market kind of. Um, so we bought a, an employee's stock that left the company before it was public. And, um, and when we bought it, uh, we were all like, oh, man, this thing's going to go great. You know, we're, we're going to be, you know, it's going to be worth a billion dollars, da 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 Lo and behold, it came out, and I don't know if you remember, but when Facebook stock went, went public, it plummeted. Right. And um, right out the gate. And we weren't allowed to sell for six months because we were inside investors. So after six months, it, it was worth like, I think it was about 35% less than we actually paid from this employee. And um, I took a poll of every, I think it was five of us, what do you guys want to do? Everybody says, get out, take the loss. It's going to keep going down. Well, we got out, right? And lo and behold, now it's worth like six times what we paid from the employee. But we were so short-sighted, you know what I mean? At six months and one day, we were like, sell. And think of all that. And that's just me personally with a little bit of money. Think about all the employees for all those years before they went public that just were like, you know, it's not worth it. You know, I got a better job over here paying me a thousand more a year. Or whatever, you know, um, you you have to have the faith, uh, you know, to last uh, for a long time. And I don't know if a lot of people have that, you know, the belief in themselves and their belief that it's going to actually work. And someday all this work is going to pay off. The self-doubt and then the other people doubting you. I think I'm thinking of an example like Uber. I mean, there is a list of people that passed on that that investment opportunity and just said, this is never going to work. So you as that entrepreneur raising capital at that stage, I mean, just think what that does to you and who you have to be in that process and the self-belief and the self-doubt and everything that happens to that person in that moment coming out in the other end now obviously you look back and say wow what a success and in how many countries is uber and it's going to change this and change that but a lot of people told them that that's never going to work yeah well the the reality of it is you is you don't know you can look at someone that passed on uber and be like what an idiot right but but the reality you don't i i think that those guys you know, someone who says, hey, I'm an investor in Facebook or Uber from early on. I think there's 99 other ones that they invested in that are that are broke now. Right. You know, it's the same. It's the same thing with like these weed companies. It's like at the time, man, the, the, the tension and the excitement, it was so thick. 
you know, it was like, this is going to change the world. You know, this is great. You know, how could this fail? And um, lo and behold, here it is, you know, and there's, you know, things that are popping up and all of a sudden the money's gone. It's like, hey, we're not selling enough to pay the bills. You know, we got to lay off some employees and you just don't know (laughs) until way ahead. You know, you just don't know. And I think the key, maybe the key is the advice for your people investing in cash flow is, you know, don't go full out and, and invest all your savings in one company. Um, some of these companies I'm in for only like 25 grand. You know what I mean? Like some of them I'm in for a couple hundred. Some of them I'm in for 25 just because I'm like, I'm not sure I like you guys. Um, but God only knows, you know, how about I just give you 25,000? And, and so um, I think that's kind of how you almost have to be like a mutual fund uh, with 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 these investments it's not like real estate real estate you know i could buy 10 houses and you know there's going to be some with hiccups or some that, that you know have some vacancy but it's a much more steady investment uh a, uh if a house burns down insurance is going to pay for a new house if a company burns down you have no insurance to pay for a new company you've lost everything and and one of these weed companies i i you know, uh, um, I'm out my entire investment because it's over. It's done. It's zip, right. shot, right? Just like that. Money heaven. Boom. It didn't work. Yep. It died and went to money heaven. Um, now, Pat, also, the inc- what I like about this too is, you know, my philosophy too is the only security that you're going to have is the, the your income streams. And I, I love that approach where you have to diversify your income streams and the amount that you have. That's going to be security and certainty moving forward in this new economy and information age that we're in. Now, what are you seeing out there as, as far as economic cycles, um, are you changing your approach to investments right now? Are you still out buying, for instance, real estate and investing in companies? Or are you focusing on building a cash position like some investors to purchase uh, in, at a different time? Uh, that's a great question. Um, the answer is both, um, but a couple of things. First of all, I refer to like my um, – uh, these companies that I buy, these private companies as come bets. Because if you play craps, you know, a come bet is you're, you're betting on what the next role is um, after the, 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 the first role, after the role that, uh, you know, everybody's betting on around the table. And uh, so I've decided not to buy any more of these because I believe that there's so much ingenuity out there and it's just – all these things are coming at me from all directions, and I'm like, I don't know which of these are going to work or not. I'm going to just say no to them all. So in that aspect, I've stopped betting on the come. I have stopped um, deploying money into things that may happen, people, companies. Okay. Um, I recently moved to South Carolina, uh, made this my primary residence. I bought my house here cash. So I don't have a mortgage on it. And uh, that was a strategy, of uh, a conservative strategy. I recently deployed some money, not a lot, but a lot of my 
retirement money into gold and silver, uh, just the, you know, GLD and SLV. You know, I don't, I don't have a safe. I don't want a safe, right? I don't want to have a gun and a safe and, and, you know, worry about this stuff. I like to travel. I like to go, you know, away for two, three weeks at a time. So I, I don't believe, uh, not that I don't believe, I, I don't, uh, I don't want to store real gold and silver. I just buy it through my retirement. Um, and so I've started to do some of that where before I didn't do that. Um, and I was, part of my goals was to, um, invest, to get my South Carolina real estate license and buy a bunch of rental properties here in South Carolina. But after I talked to a lot of people down here, uh, just common folk, you know, someone I meet in a coffee shop and they're like, yeah, I paid, you know, 180 for my house two years ago and now it's worth 250. Um, you know, um, da, 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 I've done this, I've done this. I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm going to do that. So I made a conscious decision not to get my real estate license and not to buy anything here in South Carolina. Nothing against South Carolina, but I'm not buying anything in Maryland either. I've stopped buying real estate, uh, like single families, little onesie twosies. Uh, I have a company uh, called Dapt Investments uh, with several partners where we buy apartment buildings. And, um, um, We've sold, we had eight apartment buildings. We sold four of them um, last year in the last, say, 18 months. Um, and then we just, and, but we bought two, sold four, bought two, and this year we have bought one. So we'll finish this year with only one buy. Um, and we feel good about, about this buy simply because it's in the path of growth. There's a new uh, government uh facility uh, being built right near it, um, and we feel good about uh, it being a recession-proof investment, meaning that, that because of this uh, government facility being built near it, that even if the market does tank, um, this property will be safe. So that is my exact answer to what exactly I'm doing rather than giving you a cliche. Right. No, I appreciate that. Now, you're part of a lot of exciting stuff too and and projects can you tell me a little bit about rebus university and the value you create for sales professionals and entrepreneurs through rebus university yeah so what happened was um you know i sold my real estate team in 2010 to my partner mike sloan who's who's been with me a long time and um and then i wrote my book six steps to seven figures i went out on book tour i came back from book tour and you know, that business ran through Mike, and he didn't need me anymore. I still get profits from it. But for uh, several years, all I did was just – I was just an investor. And uh, about two years ago, I started my podcast, uh, Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars, and I started interviewing real estate agents on their best practices. And um, after a year or two on that, I said, you know, I've, I've got all these listeners. I need to – uh, monetize this. What is something fun that and passionate that I could uh, do um, and make money from this podcast? And so I created Rebus University. And what Rebus University is is um, it's a it's an online learning platform because I'm ADD and I never enjoyed sitting in the back of a, a hot class all day listening to some instructor drone out in a lecture type manner who's probably never walked his talk, you know, is teaching us about real estate or investments, and he's broke and doesn't own any real estate. 
So I I um, created a class called Certified Listing Agent, where I had eight of the world's top agents. One is uh, Rachel Adams, who you mentioned um, earlier before we started recording, a top agent in Sacramento, California. And I had Rachel do her listing appointment with me as the seller, and then I had uh, then I asked questions about what specifically she did, secret things that only sellers get to hear. And I had seven other agents do it. I recorded it. We created a 10-hour course. But the key MC is this. It's a 10-hour course, but you don't sit there for 10 hours. It's 10 minutes at a time. So you watch 10 minutes, and then you take a test to make sure you're paying attention, and you got to get an 80% better on a test. And then tomorrow, you could watch 10 more minutes if you want. 10 minutes, 10 minutes. So it's a, it's a lot more um, fun, and it's a lot more engaging than a classroom study. And so what I want to do with it now is I want to create courses for a mortgage officer, say the top mortgage officer, how to go from zero to hero as a mortgage officer in a year. Maybe insurance brokers, how to go from zero to hero as an insurance broker in a year. Maybe wealth management or stockbrokers or you know people like yourself that want to go from zero to hero in a year. They can go on Rebus and they can learn how to do this from the top person in that industry or one of the top persons in that industry in a manner that's not going to put them to sleep, you know, 10 minutes here, half an hour here uh, with quizzes, um, right. straight from the horse's mouth, answering direct questions, just like I a answered your question about what am I doing, rather than giving you a cliche, these video courses are exact specifics on what they did and how you can do it too. Fantastic. Not bad. A core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. If you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? So that's a very, very fascinating question, and I'll tell you why, because – Building wealth and um, happiness and living your passion don't necessarily always coexist, um, at least in the beginning. So, um, you know, I think if you had asked me at 22 years old, what would my passion be <clears throat> if money weren't? in the equation, it would be, you know, being an elementary school gym coach or something, right? Or right. teaching kids or, or camp counselor, right? right? That that would be more passionate to me. But the problem is, as a camp counselor, I'm only going to get 15000 a year, you know? And I wanted to be rich. And I think everybody wants to be rich, or a lot of people want to be rich. So it doesn't coexist uh, or it's very hard. I don't want to say that because I'm going to get people say, oh, of course it can, you know. And of course it can. Yes, it can. But it's more difficult. The reality of it is, is, um, or at least how I see the reality of it is, is um, you have to get out there and hustle. You have to get out there and work. You have to get like a job as an insurance broker and get out there and beat the street and sell insurance, Right. Right. or mortgages, or whatever it is, and make enough commissions to save, and then take that savings and invest. Um, and sometimes that may not be your passion. You can 
make it fun, you know, and, and, and people may be your passion. Sales may be your passion. But I never said to myself, I love selling real estate. I love fireplaces. I love garages. I love architecture. I never, you know, I was never into that. My passion was making money, um, uh, sales, you know, building, building a team, things like that uh, excited me more than like the real estate or the selling of the real estate. So, but what I did is I, I earned the commissions, saved the commissions, invested the commissions. And now I feel like now I'm living more of a passionate lifestyle where I'm just doing something that's fun. Whether Rebus makes it or not, whether my podcast makes it or not, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and I'm meeting a lot of cool people and it's much more of a passion um, than a much more of a natural passion now that I have 57 lines of income paying me, if that makes sense. So sometimes I think you have to go through the process. Gary Keller talks about this in his uh, book, The One Thing. He says sometimes you got to go um, through the process of, of creating financial freedom before you can live your passion. You got to jump through a lot of hoops and then you can live your passion because you have the money. Does that make sense? It, it might right. not come it might not come from day one. I think there's a problem with that. People graduate from college and they're like, "Yeah, my first day I'm going to go out and be an entrepreneur. I'm going to do something I love and I'm going to become rich." It's very difficult to do that, I think. Yeah. No, that's a great book too, The One Thing uh, by Gary Keller. A lot of uh, guests have recommended that. Pat, how can my audience learn more about you and your companies and all the projects that you're involved with, your podcast? And uh, also, please share where my listeners can uh, access your book. Absolutely. So um, uh, the easiest way to find me, okay, is to just go to pathyben.com. If you go to pathyben.com, it has all the companies I'm involved with. Um, and um, if you type in my name on Google or you type in my name on Facebook, LinkedIn, I'm on all those too. I'm very, very, very easy to find. You just go there. Um, the book is called Six Steps to Seven Figures. It can be bought on Amazon. The podcast is Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. And... Um, um, Rebus is rebusuniversity.com and it's all on pathyben.com so that's the easiest way to, to find anything we talked about today awesome Pat thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge and your journey and providing so much value for my listeners I had a fantastic uh, experience and it was a blast you got it MC good to meet you and I uh, look forward to meeting you face to face someday same here thanks Pat Thank you for joining me and my guest, Pat Hyben, on the Cashflow Ninja podcast today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with friends, family, and your network. I really have been humbled by your support and feedback. If there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. Don't forget to take advantage of the offers from our partners that aims to empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Our healthy partner on it provides supplements, nutrient-dense and earth-grown foods, and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well-being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a 10% discount 
with coupon code GETONIT at CashflowNinjaHealth.com. Our wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middleman. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest-quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as $1,000 and do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at CashflowNinjaWealth.com. Our wise partner, Audible, offers a free audiobook download of any audiobook when you try Audible for 30 days at CashflowNinjaBook.com. If you're looking for some book recommendations, I put them all together for you at CashflowNinja.com forward slash books. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 